whether you're a professional dancer or just started falling in love with ballet dance, welcome to the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Here, we are diving deep into all facets of ballet dance world that cannot be found in a workshop or an audience seat. Every week, you will find new, honest, thought-provoking, inspiring, and educational conversation with top leading professionals of our industry. I'm your host, Jana Komornitska, and I'm honored that you are part of our dance tribe. This episode is brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, online platform where you can get access to all my teaching materials at once. Hundreds of technique drills, multiple choreographies, themed intensives, full-length courses, everything you can think about. Whether 20 minutes or few hours for practice, you will find a program that will fit not only your schedule, but your mood as well. First seven days are free, so check it out at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes. Hello, dear dancers, welcome to a new episode of the Ballet Dance Live podcast. This is a mini-series, Student Voices, that I recorded earlier this year with members of the Yana Dance Club, but once I was recording them, I already, after just a few conversations, realized that this has to be put out to the world, and I'm very happy to share it here on the Ballet Dance Live podcast. The title Student Voices I came up not in terms that someone is teaching, someone is a student, but the fact that we are all students. Regardless of our dance level, regardless of years in ballet dance, we keep learning and we keep being students, even although many of us combine teaching and studying activities. And in our today's conversation, I'm very happy to feature member of the club Dimitra with whom we talked so deeply, specifically about the process of studying and the fact that it's not always straightforward and not even always enjoyable. Sometimes happens frustrations and blocks and uh, sometimes we need to overcome our own uh, limitations and get out of our comfort zone just to feel really unstoppable and powerful afterwards and find the joy in dance, regardless of uh, some bumps that we may encounter on the way. I'm very happy to resume this uh, mini-series as well. It was paused for the last uh, few months, but it's time to share all this good information, and uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, many of you will find it valuable and get inspiration for yourself, because this is the things that we are all going through and we can definitely relate to as forever Baladins students. Hello, Dimitra. I'm so happy to chat with you today and thank you for finding time to share a little bit about your dance life and your dance journey. <laughs> thank you for the invitation. I feel really honored to be part of this. Before we start talking about dance, can you share a little bit about yourself? Like, where are you from? What are you doing in general? Like, is it something connected to dance? Are you doing something completely different uh, uh, in your life? Yeah, um, so I'm originally from Greece, but I was born and raised in Munich, Germany. I'm also living in Munich right now. Um, but every summer I try to be um, in Greece and visit my family. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And actually, my regular job has nothing to do with belly dance. I studied business administration, so I have a regular office job, I would call it. And but I'm currently doing a transition, a career change. I'm going into life coaching, which is really mm. exciting. And yes. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Like beginning of the year, beginning of a like new chapter. Uh, are you specializing on any specific subject in life coaching? Um, so far, I have not decided what niche I would like to get in. I think at first I will just explore various topics and but maybe something with self-care self-love but I'm not sure yet mm, that's cool exciting looking forward to seeing your what it will come uh, into life like this new chapter <laughs> of your activities and how about dance how did dance enter your life and how did you specifically start ballet dancing mm-hmm um dance in general came into my life uh, when I was a child actually I don't remember how it uh, started but um after school we had kind of uh, dance activities like we're a group of four friends and then we wanted to do our own choreographies and we were really excited and we tried to just um, do it on our own. And we also had small performances at school and it was really fun. And it's actually funny because as a child, I was really shy and sensitive, but when we were performing, I was super confident. <laughs> I don't know how, but I was super confident at that same. time. <laughs> same experience, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then uh, when I was about 11 or 12, I saw a belly dancer at a restaurant And then was totally fascinated. And then the next day at school, I told my best friend, hey, you know what? When I grow up, I will be a belly dancer. And I didn't start taking classes. It just was like, oh, I'm wishing to do that in the future, but I'm not starting. <laughs> um, yeah, I was kind of, like I said, very shy. And at that time, it was like a no-go for me to enroll into classes um, just by myself like I wanted that my friends will come with me but they were not into it <laughs> mm. and so, why what scared you to go on your own I don't know it was like I don't know the per the people there I don't know the teacher and I think there was this fear of embarrassment and that you don't know anyone yet to kind of talk about it because at that time it was also hard for me to make new connections to approach people so in my head it was like oh god I will be there all alone and with my fears mm. so what you made uh, what did made you go what did make you go <laughs> to the actual class uh actually it took a lot of years <laughs> until I did it it was almost like a sign from the universe, I would say, because um, in 2013 or 14, I was taking Zumba classes with a friend, of course, not on my own. And um, then our teacher got sick and a substitute teacher came and he was actually also teaching belly dance. And he said that in the beginning of the class and I was like, hmm, maybe this is my sign mm. to finally do it. And then I think some months later, I finally took the decision and faced my fear. <laughs> of course, I was also a bit older than not a scared child anymore. So, and yeah. 
that was how I got into belly dance. Mm. And how was it having a male teacher who mentioned that he is teaching belly dance? Because in belly dance world, we have a lot of male dancers and teachers. Mm -hmm. It's normal. But for beginner dancers who never got involved in belly dance class, it may be a little bit, I don't know, maybe strange. Or Mm -hmm. did you have any reaction like that? Any thoughts? Actually, the funny thing was in the first year, um, it was not strange for me at all. Like he was always really funny and he tried to encourage us and to see it more with humor if something was not working out and I was really trying to learn anything but for me it changed after some years that then I was more embarrassed maybe because I was kind of in this transition because when I was started I was 2021 20, and slowly if you start of feeling becoming a woman I would say then it started to feel strange in some way where I was like, okay, but he's a man, you know, but kind of like a father figure, but still at some point um, I felt strange, but in general, um, I'm glad that he was my first teacher. Mm. I'm surprised because uh, typically it may be like opposite way around when you just come to the class, it's kind of maybe strange, but when you start getting involved in ballet dance and you discover all those like amazing teachers, you kind of get like, it's okay, it's totally normal. It's not even under question, like, oh, is it normal or not? Like, so I was just mm-hmm. curious about your experience, but it's interesting how for you it was slightly different uh, journey. And also it, of course, depends, I guess, on the uh, transitioning and like age, when you mm-hmm. do and what exactly do, and the reason why you start like ballet dancing and what does it mean it for you? So do you remember your very first class? Did you feel that shyness and embarrassment or you were already at that point that you just felt comfortable going and taking a class? Um, I remember that we were just three people, so he could even put more attention to us, (laughs) (laughs) which at some points was embarrassing, but... I remember that it was fun. I think the one of the first movements we did were undulations, I think. And I was not expecting that I would sweat so much by doing that. I remember ah, that. Cool. Was there any movement that you felt like, oh, you will never master it. It's so difficult. Uh, it will never uh, be easy for you to do it. But now you feel super comfortable about it. Hmm. I think there are many, I would say all figure eight related movements were in the beginning really mind twisting where I was like, oh God, there's no way I'm going to Ah, learn this. uh But um, yeah, for example, Mayas were quite uh, challenging for me in the beginning, but I'm not still fully happy with them, I must admit. But when I remember how it started, I really thought, okay, there's no way I can do that. Like I tried and tried and it was just not possible. Mm, Interesting. Like figure eight, basically like this, very often we have this, I guess, stiffness in our hips. Mm -hmm. And it's cool that you are sort of unwinding it. (laughs) And of course there's always space for perfection, but uh, Mm -hmm. it's also cool to see the progress and like, yeah, we all did such a cool job because when we came to our first class, we knew nothing and we couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And how was your uh, training 
uh, changed and evolved. So you first were taking in-person classes at the studio. So I assume like once or twice per week or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, how many years ago did you start? Um, I think it's seven years now. Mm. And uh, did you just... uh, started in the studio or you kind of try to practice on your own or with uh, like different things trying maybe attending workshops or how was your training journey evolved mm. um i would say in the first year i was mostly just attending the class and i tried to practice on my own but it was kind of chaos like i did not have a proper plan it was just me putting on music and having those unrealistic expectations that, oh, I'm just going to do it and it will look fine. (laughs) (laughs) So I did not really have a plan. And then I remember how frustrated I was always getting because I was actually already there video recording myself, Mm. but I used it more to beat myself up, to be honest. Like I was not looking for, oh, I could improve that or something else it was more like oh god that's how it looks like it didn't feel like that when I was doing the movements um yeah what was actually interesting for me in my journey is that after the first year of taking classes I had to switch um, the class because of my university schedule and the only class that was available was the advanced class and I asked my teacher do you think I can somehow make it because I will, I want to continue, but I cannot continue in this class. And she was like, yeah, sure. Just, just do it. I'm here for you. It will be good. And at first it was just like a catastrophe. I would say, I remember the first two months I was after every class, I was just crying because I was so frustrated because it's one thing when you're a beginner with other beginners, but when you're the only beginner, everyone else is doing well and you do not even understand what they're doing and how to keep up with them it was really frustrating and challenging for me but at the same time I learned a lot because I had to jump into it and kind of try to follow um people and then I remember that my teacher said yeah you know what if you train more at home I see potential maybe someday you could um, become a professional and I remember that instead of getting motivated by that it actually blocked me for a long time Mm -hmm. like whenever we were practicing and I couldn't do a movement right away I couldn't move anymore like it was I was totally blocked like even I don't know the most basic things that I knew that I was actually able to do I was not able to move at all like it was really challenging Mm. and what helped to overcome this frustration was it slow progression or you maybe had like this clicking moment like that you release this tension uh, on yourself (laughs) Mm. it actually took me some years to be honest to completely master this blog and that I don't get blocked anymore like I tried different things also um EFT where you tap yourself and say affirmations mm-hmm. and I just tried to be more positive um but I guess it took just 
time and like I was developing personally, it also changed in my dancing because I think what came up was all this kind of embarrassment and perfectionism. And yeah, with time, I realized that if it's okay, like I don't have to get this right away. And I do have to make those mistakes because that's how I'm going to learn it. And I mean, in the first year, I was never afraid of doing anything and I didn't care how it looked like, but then I built up those expectations, I guess. Mm -hmm. Ah, so true. Like that's uh, expectations that sometimes block us from actually achieving what we want to achieve because we mm -hmm. are so focused on like, oh, I should have already known it. I should already like be better. Yeah. Like why I'm not? And then it just freezes us from actually moving and accepting that uh, longer learning process. It's totally okay. Not mm -hmm. mastering movement is totally okay. Making mistakes, it's definitely part of the journey. Like there is no way we can uh, learn dancing without making all those mistakes and looking mm -hmm. funny or clumsy or weird, both on videos or on stages, it's like school half class or something like that. It's just something that we just need to go uh, to go through. What kept you going? during those frustrating times because if you were literally like crying after classes that definitely the class didn't bring you joy mm -hmm. uh and that's usually why we go to dance classes as a hobby let's say like if it's not like something we must do but like we, we choose to go so we are going there to experience some happy and joyful emotions or moments but in this case it was very frustrating process what kept you going actually not quitting Hmm, good question. I don't know. I think it was really important to me. And deep down, I was enjoying it. It was just kind of covered up by all those expectations and other emotions. Because the funny thing was when I was at home and I was practicing, then I was not blocked because there was not anyone watching, right? Mm. So there I would feel joy. And I wanted to improve. So I thought like, yeah, but if I want to improve, I have to go to the class. So I think that was what kept me going. And deep down, I think I was also hoping that maybe I can overcome this block and uh, have fun again in the class. And you mentioned that you were practicing at home and you were feeling joy when you were there, like practicing on your own. Uh, and before you mentioned that, oh, your dance practice on your own was very like sort of messy and different. So how was that practice and you were practicing on your own and you were feeling joy? How did it look like? Did you do, I don't know, some exercises, choreographies, just putting music? Like what was that uh, dance home environment that were, was bringing you joy? I guess it was when I was just putting on music that I liked and there was no camera, it was just me and it didn't matter how it would look like. It was more about emotions and just feeling it because sometimes even just putting the camera there, I knew, okay, it's just me who will watch it after. Even that sometimes put pressure on me and I could even tell that my dancing also looked worse when the camera was on like I don't know it was this feeling of being observed and this was just so much pressure for me back then 
And how does your training look uh, these days? I know there are ups and downs and we all go through different types, like uh, stages of life uh, and seasons. But if you're talking about like good season that you are really like proud and feeling it, how is your training, let's say like on a weekly or I don't know, monthly, like depends how, how it goes, flows. Like, can you share a little bit about it? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has had... <laughs> It has really helped uh, with the Yana Dance Club, actually, mm. because it's always, it's also when you have this community, like we have, when we have the intensives, and I know I'm recording something, that you also have this interaction with other people. And I think what has helped me the most is to kind of have two kind of practices. The one is just for enjoyment and just feelings and letting it flow and the second one is more like okay now I'm doing drills or I'm learning a choreography because I've realized when I'm just doing drills or trying to learn a choreography that of course there is this natural frustration point but I kind of miss those days where it was just about enjoying it and I kind of need this um, to the why like why am I even dancing so that is what has helped me the most to have two kind of practices okay the one is maybe not really practice in this sense with just um improvising why not (laughs) what do you think would be the key to combine these two things and you're practicing like with the feeling you're improving your dance level, your dance skills. And at the same time, you do have that joy. Hmm. I think it's a lot about mindset actually. And just when you're in this moment of practicing that you kind of feel more of the music and are not letting how the movements look like stop you I mean if there is no camera at the moment I don't have a mirror (laughs) in my apartment so I I would not even see myself so why should this there is no reason why it should block me if that makes sense Mm. but when you're working on your technique you're kind of feeling that it's blocking you yeah, not always. I think it also depends on the day, what is going on generally. But when I compare it to, I don't know, two or three years ago, it's it has really improved. Like it is not happening that much that after I've practiced or while I'm practicing that I say, oh my God, what are you doing? How does that look like? Like it's really on small occasions happening and I think this is also a big progress which Mm. um, does also feel good like even what has also helped me is actually with um, the videos when I discovered I don't know why I did not discover that earlier that like the selfie mode that you can also do that on videos this (laughs) was just like mind-blowing for me Mm. because before when I was recording I was always looking on the ground. I was not smiling. I was just fully concentrated. And actually this changed when I discovered that. And actually also with the Yana Dance Club, when we 
were using that a lot as a tool because I was like, yeah, all the other girls, they're smiling and oh, I have to <laughs> smile as well. And this actually helped me to smile more. Ah, that's cool. Uh, that's literally you're basically watching yourself and as if yeah. you are dancing and performing for yourself at the same time. So you have some, let's say, audience, even if it's like in the person of you. Oh, that's cool tip. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that even. Like, uh, oh, cool. Um, I actually would also challenge you whenever you go into your practice, whatever you're doing, to approach it not as an end result, but mm -hmm. as a step forward and opportunity to not even to grow, to explore, to explore mm -hmm. something new and to as a like main focus to how can I make it fun? How can I enjoy like discovering something new? Maybe that would help because of course we are all different and the same movement for one person may feel like oh pretty easy in like few minutes or few sessions they're already having it and some people may take like years but what makes us keep going I think it's this joy and okay it's not yet perfect but it's just an opportunity to improve and like cherish that opportunity to take time and just to just to experiment. I think if you, if you approach training more like experimenting, that would mm. make things so easier. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, like sometimes I do see it as experimenting, but sometimes you have this, again, those expectations or you're like, oh, but I want this to be now super good or whatever. And then you get kind of disappointed. So well yeah when they always have like in our mind we are dancing differently from what it is and it can go actually both uh, both directions some people like we imagine oh, it was so nice so flowy and then they look at the video recording it's like oops i better <laughs> practice a bit more and that happens at every level and with every dancer and sometimes it's opposite we feel oh it was so awful like so many mm. mistakes i was so like i don't know wobbly mm. almost falling miss choreography and then not immediately but let's say half a year after we watch it on video it's like oh that actually was good <laughs> mm. yeah totally but i feel sometimes it's even like when you watch it five minutes later you say like oh god you see all the mistakes but then sometimes if I watch it an hour later I'm like yeah but this went good like even small time frames can make a difference yeah so I guess another tip maybe don't watch it immediately <laughs> uh, you also mentioned that you are using uh, like Yana Dance Club tools and you are having like two kinds of practices. So I assume for the joys, for now at least, you're just putting music and dancing uh, and correct me if I, if I mis, uh, misunderstood it. And then for improving skills, you're using Yana Dance Club. Yeah. In which way, how do you use which tools? Because there is many things. So I'm curious about knowing how you specifically incorporate Yana Dance Club into your training. Um, mostly with the intensives, actually. Like I also um, like when you changed uh, the structure. So when you have the steps, I really like that because it's so much easier to go through it. And then with when you've completed it, and it's like, yeah, good job. <laughs> I don't know. I like that. Yeah, I was um, very happy about the technical improvement that we had <laughs> at some point. So glad that it added some encouragement and uh, 
excitement. <laughs> um. Yes, yes. So mostly I would say I go um, through the intensives. Um, I try to do them while they are, I would call it live or while they are currently there because I like how I can also connect with um, the other members. But sometimes it's maybe not um, working well with my uh, regular schedule or my work. Um, so sometimes I go back to another topic and just uh, work there on my own. Um, yes. Mm, I see. Yeah, like this is uh, one thing that for like interactive uh, parts, we are keeping it for, let's say, current intensive while we add in material, mm. but it's always available because life happens and we all have different mm. schedules. And sometimes we want to dive into different topics. And I know that you had quite a breakthrough moment going through one of the intensives, which you actually completed on your own, not even when mm -hmm. it was current. Can you share a little bit about that? Because I feel, I don't know, it was not me practicing, it was you, but I feel so proud <laughs> of that breakthrough. <laughs> Can you share a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was the Mejense um, choreography intensive. Um, I remember when it started and I wanted to participate and the first um, section was with the veil, of course, and I'm not really experienced with that. I've been kind of avoiding that in the past and I tried to do it and I remember there was this flip and I couldn't do it. Like I tried it every day and I was like, oh God, I'm not sure if I already cannot do that. Like how is going to go with the rest of the choreography? And I was more like, okay, so maybe I'll use that time and just uh, practice with the veil more. And I did, I was like, okay, my goal is now to um, learn the flip. And I, I think it took two weeks and I was not sure suddenly I was able to do it. And I was so excited then and happy and I think this was kind of the moment where I was like, yeah, okay, but maybe I can continue. I mean, I was not expecting that I would be able to do um, the flip in two weeks because I was really not getting it. I watched the video so many times and was there with my hands doing it in slow motion. It was just not working. And then I did it. So I was like, okay, maybe I can continue. And yeah then I did and at first it was also exciting I was also surprised because when I saw um, each new section there were many steps that I was not really familiar with so I knew okay the challenge keeps going so mm -hmm. but it was still exciting like I really it was actually the first time that I really enjoyed watching my practice videos to just compare them and see oh two weeks ago it looked like that but now it looks totally different and it was this moment of feeling almost unstoppable I would say like I can do anything right now <laughs> um yeah but of course then at some point there was a point of frustration and um but I did took a little break and this helped me again because it was also about expectations again. I mean, I was doing that on my own, but I tried to follow with week two, week three, and I wanted to still post it 
um, for me that I can come back to it each week. But I think at section three, it took me longer. And then I put those expectations on me like, oh, but I cannot post that yet. And then I remembered like, yeah, but I'm doing it in my own pace. Like who cares if it's now in this exactly. week or in the next one. Yeah. Ah, so, so cool. And I'm so proud because that's exactly like, I don't know, it embraces like everything that I really hope to deliver like this message to uh, members and participants that we are all going through our own dance journey and there will be different things. And sometimes, especially in the club, like I mix, sometimes it's like things that are sort of like literally for every level is approachable and we just improve at whichever stage we are. And sometimes it's a little bit more advanced. So like this measure says specifically, it was quite advanced. So as if mm. you were taking advanced class <laughs> with someone mm. and it doesn't really matter if you fully nail it and complete or not, because you will always learn as long as you show up for that learning mm. process. And uh, uh, also you taking initiative and not quitting even although you felt like oh i am later than everyone else mm -hmm. because we have like one pace and it's current intensive like we kind of go like back and forth and we are adding every week something new like okay mm -hmm. you cannot catch up for now and sometimes it's because of dance level sometimes it's because of life but you mm -hmm. didn't quit and you continued and you did it on your own basically you used videos something that used to really frustrate and discourage you, you actually mm. used it as a tool and motivation, which I loved. And you said like even two weeks practice makes mm. a difference and going back and watching and acknowledging it, it's so mm. valuable. And this is even more valuable skill uh, to learn than a dance skill, because mm. this skill of keep going not quit even when you do hit frustrations we all do it yeah. all all of us and it will be never stopping process it's like you overcome one there is another one waiting for you very soon <laughs> don't worry they always will show up but learning the skill for not letting it stop you that's the most valuable dance skill or like a skill in dance training and you should be mm -hmm. absolutely proud of it you did so well and so cool uh, with it and the fact that you kept going and you shared because i saw like you were sharing on social media like although it was not like a part like even and social media is even more like frustrating sometimes environment. It's not just inside the other club, like, you know, like his other members who are going through the same struggles. You're putting it out, but you did it and you should absolutely congratulate yourself for this. Thank you. Yeah. Now I'm also glad that I kept going. Like it was a big step for me. Mm. Well, I'm looking forward to, to seeing more of your dance uh, achievements and dance uh, victories, uh, whether you think they are small or big, and uh, there will be uh, more choreography intensives too, <laughs> so get ready <laughs> so, uh, soon and hope you will approach it also with joy and uh, uh, open mind for your own process and for your own individual like dance needs and 
I want to come back just for a few more questions to general topic of balladance. Like with all those like things and frustrations and ups and downs, and you still keep going and at the same experience enjoy. What do you think balladance brings to your life? What would you if if you were not if you suddenly had to stop ballet dancing? What would you miss inside you? Mm. I think feeling free and also feeling connected to that feminine flow, I would call it. And I guess it has also become such a big integral part of my routine that it would be like a missing part I guess it's I almost I always see it like a self-love ritual at some mm. point so it would yeah it would be missing like no <laughs> so <laughs> if this is a self-love ritual there is no place for self-beating or criticizing when you're watching <laughs> your videos <laughs> that's for sure <laughs> Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, your insights into your dance journey and your dance process. It was such a fun and such an inspiring conversation. And I'm very happy for you, for your not only progress, but for your journey and for finding this connection to dance and to, to yourself. I'm really happy. And uh, Wishing you all the best and uh, wishing you to dream big and uh, to not afraid to go for it. <laughs> thank you. I'm also, um, it was so nice to talk to you and thank you for creating the Yana Dance Club. Actually, it came really at the right time for me. Like it's super helpful. And that's it for today, guys. But before you go away, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends. And if you post it on social media, please tag me and our guest because we love seeing who is listening to the podcast. Thanks for being with us and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place.